All right, so we're doing something a little differently here on the first deal experience. I usually do this for my YouTube channel, but I pick out three cities and I do kind of a housing market update and I do it for investors and also non-investors, meaning that for the non-investors, I'm gonna look at specifically single family homes. And I usually typically answer the question, would I buy or not? And I also give that market an overall grade for what I'm looking to do. So let's go ahead and first start by telling you guys the three cities. Now, if you're from our YouTube audience and you found your way to um, listen to this on Spotify or iTunes, welcome to the First Deal Experience. This is a podcast where I interview successful real estate investors and have them share the story of their first deal. Okay, now let's move on to the city. So today I'm doing three cities. We're doing last. Las Vegas. We're doing Las Vegas, San Diego, and we're doing Orlando, Florida. So we got one in the desert. We got one in SoCal and we got one in the other side of the country. On the east side of the country, we got Orlando, Florida. Let's first start with Las Vegas. Non-investors first. So we're talking about single family homes here. Median home sale price currently is at $310,000. That is an 8.8% increase year over year. Number of homes sold last 12 months, 2,732 homes. That's a plus 12.7% increase year over year. Median days on market, 39 days. That's a decrease, by the way, of 22% year over year. The sale to list price uh, was 98.6%. That's a 0.51% increase year over year. And by the way, for those of you guys that don't understand that number, sale to list price, it's pretty much saying if you listed a house for $100,000, the sale to list price is at 98.6%, you would sell that home for $98,600. Okay, homes sold above the listing price, meaning that the buyer bought it above what the price was listed for on the MLS, Zillow, you know, whatever site of your choosing. We were looking at 22.5%. That, By the way, guys, that's a... 45.4% increase year over year compared to 2019, compared to last month of 2020, which is September, the full month of September. Homes with price drop, uh, that's 13.3%. That is a 16.1% decrease year over year. Now, here's what I say about Las Vegas. Uh, the market was already hot pre-COVID. Uh, the last 10 years, Las Vegas had an average appreciation rate of 8.31%, which by the way, puts it in the top 10 in the country. So what I buy right now, I'm, I'm a big leaning no. And the irony is that Las Vegas, I think you're gambling if you're buying a house, right? You, you don't even have to go to the casino. Don't even have to go to the roulette table. All you gotta do is just buy a house and you're really rolling the dice there. Um, overall grade, I would give it. Now keep in mind, this is for non-investors. So if you're looking for a personal residence, overall grade, I would give it a C minus. You know, I'm not liking it. I don't think I'm not sure if that growth is sustainable, right? I know they got the new football stadium, right? They got the, and now it's the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, not a big fan. I'm going to give it a C minus. Okay, Las Vegas for investors. Average rent is uh, $1,186. That's a 7.93% increase year over year. Uh, we're looking at one bedroom, so we're getting more into the details here. One bedroom, you're looking at $1,033, 9.58% increase year over year for two bedrooms, we're looking at $1,263. It's a 12.03% increase year over year. Now let's look at the county data. I pulled up the data on the permits. 
which by the way, if you guys want this information in terms of the information where I'm sourcing it from, you know, I get it from all over Redfin, Zillow, um, some questions I asked to my network, this portion in terms of where I see permits being pulled. And I do that by the way, cause I want to see the supply and demand. Uh, cause even if rents are going up, 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 doesn't matter if you have, you know, tens of thousands of units being built in the same area and you're competing with sharks. So I get it from the St. Louis fed, uh, the federal reserve St. Louis site. County data, okay, 27% drop in multifamily and apartment complex construction and rehab. So permits being pulled for development and rehab processes and construction year over year is down 27%. However, you're looking at a 25.3% increase in single family construction and rehab year over year. So it seems that there's less multifamily and apartments being built uh, rent isn't slowing down, but there's a lot of single families being built right now. And uh, it looks like it's slowly turning into uh, what I call a family market, meaning that the, the construction of single family homes is increasing, apartment complexes decreasing. So the, the, that, that's the direction Las Vegas looks like it's headed. Uh, rent is, isn't slowing down, so less multifamily apartments being built. Uh, rent isn't slowing down, it's going up right? We saw that the average rent for Las Vegas is up almost 8% year over year, which is pretty good. You know, I'd say anything above 6%, you know, you're, you're, you're solid. Supply and demand looks pretty good here. And depending on the cap rate you're buying of the neighborhood, you know, would I buy right now? Yes, I actually would. You know, if the deal, if the deal is right, obviously everything is contingent upon uh, your micro market. But I would, right? I mean, I, I, like I said, combination of, of construction and multifamily and apartments slowing down, meaning you're not having as much competition anymore, but it seems the rent isn't slowing down either. If anything, it's going up. Um, I say, I'd say yes. Overall grade, I give it a solid, a solid B. A solid, solid B. And that's like you know, the B where you get, where all you got to do is just, you know, you make a couple tweaks and you see some, some questions that you knew the answers to, but you accidentally, for some reason, circled in the wrong letter and you go, oh my gosh, I can't believe I messed that up. If you were to take the test again, you'd probably get an A minus minimum. All right, now let's move on to San Diego. Let's first start with the non-investors. So the uh, residential homes, median home sale price is at $701,529. That is a 14.6% increase year over year compared to last year. Number of homes sold last 12 months, we're looking at 1,500 on the dot. That's a 20.4% increase year over year. Median days on market, 15. That's a decrease in 46.4%. Sale to list price, this is funny, 99.9%. Uh, that's a 1.2% increase compared to last year, which again, if you were to list a house for $100,000, you would sell it most likely for $99,900. Uh, homes sold above the listing price, 43.7%, which by the way, this is, I don't know if we've ever seen a number this big. That's 69% increase in homes sold above the listing price. Homes with the price drop, you're looking at 12.3%, meaning that out of all the, the homes listed in the market, 12.3% of homes are going to be uh, sold with the price drop. That's a 7.7% decrease in that statistic. So here are my thoughts, typical SoCal market, low inventory. And, and, you know, I thought Ken McElroy, who's a YouTuber that I follow pretty well. I thought he made a brilliant point when he was responding to uh, meet Kevin's video, which by the way, Ken and I both made a video 
pretty much pulling down meet Kevin's argument, right? And maybe it's because Ken and I are both practitioners and, and we invest in real estate. And I know Kevin does too, but I just, I didn't think he was accurate on that number, but it's low inventory. And I, I, you know, again, Ken said in his video, the reason for the low inventory is due to a pandemic. You know, when there's a lot of financial uncertainty, people don't want to move. That's the last thing people want to do. You know, we, we think about the biggest financial decisions that we make in our lives. And that's typically revolving around our house. It's typically the biggest financial decisions that we make. So would I buy right now? That is a no. Uh, overall grade, I will give it D. D for Daniel. Let's go with that. Okay, San Diego for investors. Average rent is $2,237. That's a plus 4% increase year over year. Uh, one bedroom, you're looking at $1,922. That's a decrease 1.3% year over year. For a two bedroom, we're looking at $2,370. That's a 3.5% decrease year over year. Let's look at county data for permits pulled. 1.5% decrease in multifamily and apartment complex construction and rehab year over year. 4% increase in single family house construction and rehab year over year. So my overall thoughts on San Diego for investors, not much change in construction. You know, I mean, I think every single number you're talking about below 5% and change for any year over year statistic. Decrease in rent, however, it seems with specifically with the smaller counts and bedrooms, you know, when I looked up the three bedrooms, four bedrooms, just for fun, you know, I noticed that those rents were getting higher. It tells me more families and or younger people moving in with parents, which is very, very normal, especially in a market like San Diego, where you have high rent, a high cost of living, taxes are high. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of the states that have that, it's very typical for the younger people to be living with their parents. But, you know, you obviously go to a state like Oklahoma or you invest in a state like Ohio. You don't see a whole lot of as much younger people living with their parents because the cost of living is significantly lower. So uh, I like the big student population, however. I think San Diego has a really big student population right now. But to, to get to the point, would I buy right now? No. Overall grade, C, right? It's kind of the mediocre in my opinion. I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch it. All right. Now let's move on to Orlando. Uh, Orlando for non-investors. Median home sale price is $275,000. That's a 7.8% increase year over year. Number of homes sold $1,279. Uh, I'm sorry, not dollars. 1,279 homes, 5.4% increase year over year. Median days on market 21, which is 25% decrease year over year. The sale to list price, 97.8%, um, meaning that if you were to list a home for 100,000, you would, you would sell it for 97,800 bucks. That's a 0.24% uh, increase year over year. Not much of a difference. Uh, homes sold above the listing price, 19%. It's a 37.2% increase year over year. Homes with price drops, 17.8%. That's a 5.5% decrease year over year. So my thoughts on Orlando, you know, for, for residential, look, it's, it's nice weather, right? Uh, low taxes, lots of tourism, immense growth in population. You know, top 10 city right now that, that people are moving to. And what, what I really enjoy is uh, it's a lot of people in their 20s and 30s is what is what moving there. So it, it tells you that there's sustainability in, in the long-term housing market. 
you know, those eventually those people will start buying homes and, you know, they'll upgrade to bigger homes and whatnot. So you, you have a sustainable housing market for a long time. You know, what worries me is when uh, the largest demographic of people leaving our 20s and 30s, very evident of my home state of Illinois, you know, a lot of people in their 20s and 30s are leaving. I, I mean, literally in the next or in the last three months, I've had multiple 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 friends my age moving to places like North Carolina, Texas, Tennessee, Missouri, you know, you name it, right? A lot of people moving out. But Orlando, opposite problem. Would I buy right now? Yes, but if you can wait, I would, right? But wait if you can. Overall grade for non-investors, B minus. Okay, last but not least, we got Orlando for investors. So average rent is 1,447. Uh, 1.52% decrease year over year. That to me was surprising. One bedroom, $1,278. I'd say 0.86%. I meant to say 0.86% decrease year over year. Two bedrooms, $1,516. That's a 0.46% decrease year over year. Now let's get county data for permits. Get this, ladies and gentlemen, biggest number we've seen in this category, 206% increase year over year in multifamily and apartment construction and rehab. Uh, And we have a 30% increase year over year in single family construction and rehab, which by the way, if you looked at the Marcus and Millichap multifamily index and the multifamily forecast, um, they had Orlando, by the way, at number one in January 1st of 2020 it seemed that all the big real estate company have taken notes. And now we see a over 200% increase in multifamily and apartment complex construction, yet the rent isn't going up. So I I wonder, I wonder what what they were thinking. I wonder what's happening. I'm very curious. I'm sure there's information that I am ignorant to, but based on what I know so far, I don't know. So rents seem to be stagnant. Right, overall thoughts, they're stagnant. A lot of supply coming in. Uh, it just tells me there's too much competition. You know, at the end of the day, that's what it, that's what it tells me. Would I buy right now? No, just too many sharks. Overall grade, I'd give it a C. All right, everyone, hope you enjoyed that segment. I'll see you guys on Friday uh, for the First Deal Experience weekly update. All right, everyone, I'll see you guys. See you Friday, have a great week. Hey everyone, Daniel Kwok here once again. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the First Deal Experience Podcast. If you're wanting to do your first ever deal or scale your existing portfolio, I recently wrote a book to show you how I went from zero to 75 rental units in just one year. Just head over to zero to 75 units.com for your copy. Again, that's zero to 75 units.com.